Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello, you are listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, and my name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer. I want to welcome you to episode three of a six-part series on rebooting your mindset. If you've missed episodes one or two, or really any of this season's shows, I would urge you to go back and take a listen, as they are very foundational in being able to fully comprehend and apply the information I'll be talking about today. Last week, I discussed the importance of debunking the false worldly teaching of forgive and forget which simply does not present truth from a biblical perspective. Indeed, offering forgiveness to yourself and others is necessary. But please know there is a purpose in God allowing us to have memories so that we can learn from our own sins and the sins committed against us so that we never become numb or complacent to the incredible magnitude of God's grace contained in the tremendous gift of sacrificing the life of Jesus in payment for our sins. So in continuation with this idea that we are marked mentally, emotionally, and often physically by the things that happen to us in our life, interactions that are life-changing, personality-forming, and sometimes straight-up demonic, I want to share with you a revelation that God used in my own journey of healing and how I was then able to share this miraculous gift with others. And that is in the area of trauma and abuse. As a professional counselor, I had the opportunity to learn a great deal about the science of the brain, but I'll not be addressing the psychological nor the neurological effects of trauma on the brain today. Rather, how do we view what happens to us naturally as human beings? And then how do we heal in supernatural ways. Because God is the creator of everything. He did indeed design the human brain with certain built-in instinctual responses that in times of extreme fear, trauma, or abuse, the human body can survive. But all too often, people continue to function from this survival mode and never go to him for complete healing from the hurts, wounds, sins, and offenses committed against them. The fact is, sin causes trauma. And because of these natural and instinctual reactions of the soul and the physical body, many do not even realize the effects and lasting damage these repeated traumatic events have caused over the span of your lifetime, no matter how old you are. Experts have been able to prove that even a child in their mother's womb can experience trauma, and it can have formative effects on their overall well-being. I have heard people's arguments from both sides of the spectrum, psychologically and medically, of how people are trying to call everything trauma, and it's creating a victim mentality in society. And then I've also heard the desperate cry for more education in helping people understand the truth and validity of everyday traumas, so as to spur them on to seek healing and freedom from the diseases, the mental and emotional issues, and the relationship problems that all stem from unhealed wounds in their soul. Scripture says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
And one of the most impactful and strategic ways he's able to do that is through the lasting effects of unhealed trauma and abuse, keeping people in bondage and usually completely unaware of the root causes to many of their life's problems. The message I want to bring here today is not one that is over-validating or even trying to diagnose you. Rather, it is to bring an awareness to and call out the evil strategy of the enemy to steal your destiny, kill your joy, and destroy your relationships. Often this happens all through the conduit of trauma and abuse caused by others, by your earthly circumstances that perhaps you thought had no lasting effect on you, but as time goes on and as the Holy Spirit starts to minister to you, you are realizing there is something holding you back. You are not as healed or freed in your mind and emotions as you know you should be. Well, good. (laughs) That revelation is from God. We are to seek total restoration in Him. And through the resurrection power that lives within us, we are to take authority over every bodily system and align every thought, emotion, and organ to come under the Lordship of the Spirit of God within us. Understanding and choosing to identify how trauma and abuse have affected you does not make you a victim, nor does it serve as an excuse for your behaviors in how you may have hurt others because of the sins committed against you. No, this process is meant to bring you holy conviction, God-inspired revelation, and life-transforming healing victory over the evil plan to bring destruction to your kingdom assignment. So let me explain a little more about abuse and trauma and how it can be viewed spiritually. First of all, trauma and abuse are not just experienced in the mind, but in the body as well. We can have physical reactions to these similar thoughts, flashbacks, situations, and even smells that relate to previous hurts and wounds that trigger our instinctual physical response. Over time, these physical responses can cause disease in the body and in the mind, depending on how we deal with them. Because most people are not educated spiritually in how to heal their souls, their minds, their wills, their conscience, they become victim to unhealthy coping skills, dismissing the origin of their life's dysfunction. And one of Satan's most evil weapons is spiritual complacency and a human's desire to avoid pain. So many people out of lack of godly truth will push through life, never really dealing with the hurts and wounds of their childhood, never allowing God to burn the impurities of sin and offense from their soul because of their fear of having to experience pain and suffering. It is why I teach about suffering and sacrifice and how they are such core truths of living out our Christ-like life here on the earth, because it's counterintuitive and not what we're taught in the world. But in the kingdom, we know from every hero of the faith that walking through the refiner's fire is the only way to experience true victory. And that flesh-crucifying sacrifice is the key to increasing kingdom authority in the spiritual realm. When I explain it like this, it is understandable why so many people stay ill physically, mentally, and emotionally, and never reach their kingdom potential. But I always challenge my clients in asking this, how painful is it 
to live in psychological torment, to experience chronic pain in your body, and to live a miserable life within the context of your human relationships. If you decide that you are ready to begin your healing journey, even if you've tried in the past with little success, you can trust the Lord and he will not allow you to suffer more than you can handle. He will do it in his perfect timing and he will work all things together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. In fact, I can assure you from personal experience, Jesus is closest to those who are suffering. God gives special grace to those who choose the difficult path to healing the wounds of the soul, the path to righteousness, the place of utter humility and dependence on him. And it is always from this place of total surrender where you are genuinely laying your life on his altar that you will experience the supernatural gift of liberty and freedom over and over. Be aware, this is not a one-and-done process. Because our soul never stops experiencing pain, because we continue to be sinned against, and because we continue to sin against others, we must be vigilant, open to the guidance and discernment of the Holy Spirit within us. This place of healing is an ongoing journey, a place of being aware of how we treat others. And due to the ways that we have been wounded in the past, will we repeat these patterns? You see, the evil spirit of trauma is a multiplier spirit. That means if Satan can cause trauma in the life of a small child without intentional healing by that child, they will go on to hurt many other people, sometimes in devastating ways due to the effects that original hurt or wound had caused in them. Now multiplying those effects through abusing others and causing a wave of trauma to the masses. And that is where we are today. We live in a highly abusive, highly traumatizing world. And it is evident in the overall health and lack of love and a unity that we see in our modern society. So we should be motivated to heal the wounds of our soul, not just for our benefit, but to prevent wounding others to stop being a conduit for the enemy to cause more abuse and trauma in this world. I want to revisit last week's teaching about don't forgive and forget. Rather, allow God to use the memories, even the traumatic ones, to help heal you deeply, more completely. You see the abuse and trauma that has happened in your life when left unhealed by Jesus is a tormenting spirit. It will cause you to remember, to dream about, and constantly live in a state of anxiety as the residual effects of those traumatic events continue to haunt you. You know you are healed in your soul when you have a thought or a memory of your past hurts and wounds, and you no longer experience significant mental, emotional, or physical reactions. Now I say significant because as I taught in last week's episode, if you do experience some discomfort or ongoing triggers, use that as a sign that God wants to bring you greater healing and deliverance in that area. Press in for more. Persistence in seeking healing is one of the greatest spiritual lessons God has for us as he desires to refine us into the likeness of Christ. 
So many people that I've worked with throughout the years did not attain the healing they should have. They did not see the miracles and live out the incredible destiny that God had for them because they stopped short of their healing. They gave up too soon. They became frustrated with a lack of breakthrough and somehow rationalized that God was just not going to heal them or his promises for their life were just not going to come to pass. Many years ago, the Holy Spirit gave me a vision of what it really meant to experience breakthrough. And it was through the biblical example of the woman with the issue of blood described in three out of the four gospels. She had suffered from hemorrhages of blood for 12 years. She had spent all that she had on doctors and no one could cure her. Now, how discouraging would this medical problem be, especially in biblical times? Not only did they not have a good way to deal with this issue medically, women were considered unclean while having their periods or menstruation cycles. How rejected she must have been by society. How hopeless she must have felt having tried everything that the world had to offer with no improvement in her condition. And now she's being rejected by society because she is unclean. And yet on that day, when she heard that Jesus, the one who heals would be passing by, she pushed through the crowd, even in her condition, probably very weakened by the lack of blood, perhaps being criticized or ridiculed by the crowd. She used every ounce of her energy and faith and pushed through to grab onto the very edge of Jesus's clothes. And it was then when her relentless effort and steadfast faith that she experienced her breakthrough healing. So it is my dear friends with healing from trauma. Do not give up. Be perseverant. It is a godly and spiritually refining experience that is not only meant to heal your soul, but again, it's meant to mold you and shape you into the likeness of Christ. One of my favorite portions of scripture on spiritual healing is Romans 5, 3 through 5, which states, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How often do people allow the suffering in their lives to make them give up, to give in to a victim mentality that Satan can keep them oppressed in for the rest of their lives? How often do people puff themselves up in pride and self-assurance that they don't need any more healing? They're just fine the way they are, keeping them in a cycle of abusing and traumatizing others with their unhealed soul. In both of these examples, the person did not endure their sufferings in a Christ-like way. Therefore, it did not produce the character or hope that God would have intended for them. And how many others try to address the abuse and the symptoms coming from traumatic events, and yet they never come to know the love of God, to experience the Holy Spirit in a life-transforming way, as these verses explain. You see, God always has the best intention for his children. And just as we parent our own children, growing up isn't always easy. 
Sometimes a child has no idea why they must follow the instruction of their parents, believing their way would be better or easier. But as we are to experience our faith like a child, God wants our full trust in his ways, for they will always lead to healing and redemption, even if they seem more difficult, painful, or not the way that we would choose. We are called to put our faith in him to fulfill his promises, which he will do if we are obedient. Another beautiful example of redemptive healing was the man at the pool of Bethesda. This man had laid on a mat for 38 years, lame in his legs, complaining that there was no one to carry him into the healing waters of the pool. This man speaks like so many of those with a spirit of trauma that turned into a victim mentality. He complained that no one would help him, that other people were being healed, but not him. And even though he knew year after year, he was not being healed and no one was going to help him, he stayed there in that place, mourning the fact that he would not be healed. That place of watching everyone else experience freedom, entrenching him deeper and deeper into his mental, emotional, and physical pain. But then there was Jesus. Jesus came along and realigned his mind to truth by asking him, do you want to be made well? At this point, the man's mind was not yet renewed, and he just began telling his victim's story, that other people were not helping him, blaming others for his lack of healing. But then Jesus said, rise, pick up your mat, and walk. In those few words, what Jesus was really saying was, wake up from your abused, traumatized, and victimized mindset. Pick up the thing that represents how you sat in the unhealed wounds of your soul for 38 years. And walk. Not just walk because it was a miracle for him to use his legs that had been lame, but the Greek translation here literally means to get on with your life. Walk into the destiny that the Lord has for you, is what Jesus is saying. And that is the greatest message I would like to express from this teaching today. Healing from your past is not easy, especially if you have experienced a lot of abuse and trauma. But the truth is, most people have, more than they realize. But doing the work of healing your soul is worth it. Choosing to face the pain is the right thing to do and trusting in God that he will see you through. He will heal you and he will set you back on the path to your kingdom assignment where the joy from the fruit you produce will replace and redeem every moment of pain you have endured. I promise you. I believe more than ever before, God is calling his faithful few to do the hard work, the courageous work, of healing. This will then create space in your soul for the dreams, visions, creativity of writing books, songs, the strategic business plans, and the spiritual giftings that the Lord is getting ready to release, to bring his glory to the earth in ways that we have never seen before. Do not miss your destiny because you are afraid to heal, too stubborn to admit you're in need of healing or discouraged by your attempts to heal in the past. Now is the time. 
There is a special grace for healing in this era. I am calling out to God's beloved. Wake up, O oh you warriors. Pick up your mat, push through the crowd, and grab hold of Jesus. For the most amazing, miraculous change of seasons, one of victory and freedom is coming that neither you nor those around you have yet to behold. Join me next week for episode four of this series, Rebooting Your Mindset, as I share about the role of fasting to encounter God in ways that produce miracles and breakthrough in your life. Until then, be blessed in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.